0: The following is a Journey Into Comics Network production.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's the Podfather, Nate, here. You are listening to the Journey Into Comics Network Best of the Week Highlights Show. This has got highlights from all shows across the network this week. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics.
0: Well, not yet. Because I don't know about you, Nate, but when I get up, I can't get up yet.
1: I feel that. Yeah, you got to stare at your phone for a second, put it back down, and sleep a little bit longer.
0: Oh, dude, I hit, like, snooze, like, four times, okay? I, I, my alarm goes up at four. I have another alarm set for 440. That That alarm is get my ass out of bed alarm. It's like, all right, get up, get up. And I'll be honest with you, I let it go to that alarm a lot.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. You got to wake up early. Fair enough. Not
0: Wednesday. I saw your post or your message to me, and I'm like, oh, shit. I need to get that to him. So I dart out of bed, run back here, get on the computer, let's go, did it record wrong? What's going on? I look at it. It's all perfect. All right, put that on the Dropbox. He can get that up there really quick. And I'm like, all right, good. And I send you a message like, sorry, man, just woke up. I got that to you. And I go sit on the shitter, open up Facebook, during the wrestling Live. I'm like, man, that was quick. And I'm like, that son of a bitch oh god damn it i just totally like wasted my entire time woke up and i'm awake now because of how much i had to like use my brain and all that kind of stuff that you know that early in the morning so damn you nate because i was like you know what it's only four o'clock five four thirty no one's listening to this yet really unless you're overseas so it's like you know, they can wait till 5 or 6 or 7 until they get the show, and, and it'll sound really good, and it was a really good episode. And instead, I sound like I'm talking to a tin can the whole time.
1: That was unfortunate. I had to, as podfather, make executive decisions because you have a sleep schedule, and the way things kind of shook out, and I'm going to get into this. Actually, it's a beautiful segue for for a lot of the craziness that's been happening within the network and things being late and stuff and whatnot. It's, but Go ahead. Hold the segue though, because all of my alertness
0: could have been avoided. If you would have said, Don't worry, I got it.
1: I never I never sent that text because no. my brain went to a million other places and that's my, no, bad. So, my bad. So I'm
0: like I'm like darting around, dude. I'm like, you know, flying through my house like Mighty Mouse.
1: You look kinda like Fix it Felix Jr. just then from Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no brando it was kind of weird what happened was we like did the show i had it on the board and it was like it's got to go up we had to go to help veronica finish moving so it was like okay well as soon as the move is done and what we can get done is done i'll get on the wi-fi i'll upload the episode no big deal so when i got there and got to that point it was like 10 30 and I've been striving to keep the network at like a midnight launch for the new day. It's weird because we're off six hours anyways, and it's it's all super wonky how it all works. But lately we've been launching at midnight, and the and the listens have kind of been going up, so it's kind of good. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and get this edited. And I get your episode, uh, your half of the episode, I drop it into the Audacity, and it's 27 minutes. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh no! Hey, dogs of our existence. I don't know if they'll hear that, Brando, but you're definitely hearing that. Um, but I'm like 27 minutes. What do I do? I look at the time. It's 10:37, and my first thought was, "He's a fucking sleep, man." Part of me wanted to message Kate to wake you up, and I thought, "No, nah, it's not. It's not worth it. I'll just I'll send him the message to let him know that it just happened, and I'll just use the the stuff when I get to the house." I got home at like 1.42 in the morning and started working on that. I edited that episode, Podcastrophe, and two foodies until like almost three in the morning when I finally went to sleep. And I guess what you're telling me is if I would have waited like 15 goddamn minutes, we would have actually crossed paths and I would have been getting that information. But I was beat at that point, Brando, because it's been crazy. We've been moving Veronica out of her house and... Yesterday was the last day to move shit, and there was still a substantial amount of things to be done. It was all little stuff, that was all in the little, finer, final, minor details of things that had to get taken care of. And some stuff had to go back to our house, and some stuff's moving to our mom's house, so it's just like this whole Tetris thing. I got to Lowell at 9 o'clock yesterday morning, and I start working. And I had to, I had to on my way to Lowell, run to Home Depot to get a door for dad. That's very important. And when I think door, you think, oh, it's just a little tiny fucking screen door. That's the only thing he would have me pick up. Nope, I'm talking a fucking legit crown molding door with the fucking hinges and the whole nines that you put in the front of your house. Like, it's legit. So it's fucking big, and I'm like, I have to take a load of shit to, to I have to, like, take stuff from Veronica's house now and get it out of here. So I go, okay. I'm gonna have to leave the door at her her old house, take the load of shit to my house and then come back on my way to go to Hoopston to visit Dad, because that's where I was headed last night. So long story short, I worked in Lowell from nine a m. until about six, fifteen or six thirty. We ate a little bit of pizza together. I dipped, flew back up to Hammond to home. Uh, sat down for a brief minute, got the board on, recorded Voices Survival 16, loaded the board back up, got myself back together, unloaded the truck, drove back to Lowell, picked the door up, got done with that, and then drove to Hoopston where I immediately uploaded the episode. And I actually am so grateful that I survived yesterday because I did more driving and non-stop going. Like, I was driving, Brando, have you ever been driving in a car? and you physically get to the point where your eyes make you go like am i actually still seeing or am i dying right now in real time you know cuz you're like you your eyes have been open for so fucking long that you're like you can't even concentrate if your eyes are really focused or not have you ever had that uh yeah uh the um, usually it, it it's usually when i work
0: and then do something, and then am getting home late. Uh, it's probably going to happen at the end of the month when we go to Chicago, because I work that day. Then I'm going to pretty much take off straight to your place. Um, so it's probably going to happen that day. I'm probably going to be pretty beat by the end of the
1: by the end of the events that day. So, so you you feel me? Totally,
0: absolutely. I've totally been
1: there. But long story short, it's all done now, and the dust is settled, the house is sold, everything is done with it. Um, Moving sucks, no matter how you slice it, Brando. Moving really, genuinely fucking blows. Absolutely. So, uh, anyways, we got some news, man. I'm just going to throw some random shit your way. I don't really know where to start. Some of these uh, articles you actually told me you wanted to have brought up, and I had actually already pulled them up. Um, We'll go ahead and start with DC. We don't typically start with DC, and this is actually some pretty fucking cool news. Um, On, uh, let's see, it would have been last Thursday, as it were, last Thursday, because this comes out on Monday, uh, DC announced Black Label, which is the prestigious superhero imprint. Um, They're going to be essentially taking and giving legendary names in the industry properties. Hey go write a Batman story, hey, go write Superman, hey, go write Wonder Woman, hey, go write whatever. Because their thought is, some of the best stuff in the history of DC are those offshoots. Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, think about the Watchmen. Stuff that's not in continuity, that's tied to all the shit that they're trying to sell month to month, right? And man, right out the gate, they have some amazing amazing names tied to some interesting properties. And I want to get your thoughts right out of the gate. Oh, dude, it's pretty cool because
0: um, as you said, you know, the whole like one-off stories and all that kind of stuff like that are, you know, dude, like those are awesome. Like like Dark Knight Returns is one of my favorite books ever. So, and, 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 you know, and Killing Joke is right up there too. So it's, man, like it, the possibilities for this, are nearly endless because you could get, you know, older guys coming back in to do a story, or or you could even get some of the more hotter property guys that maybe aren't tied down to a you know deal with anybody said, you know, I'm doing this, like this project for this run. Maybe you could get them to work on something that normally they wouldn't do. I know, like me personally, now this is just Brando, you know, we we've seen you know this dude write some other DC stuff, but I don't think Kev Smith's ever done a Batman story.
1: Oh, man. Kevin Smith on a Batman project would be, um, I don't even know. The possibilities are genuinely endless. And then the question comes into play of like, who would he pick to draw that? I Mm -hmm. know my first pick for a, a, a Kevin Smith, draw a written book, Jim Lee yeah yep I mean that's a that's a fucking out of the park home run everyone and their goddamn moms is lining up on the first day to buy that shit cause hell yeah from the suburbs of Chicago and Illinois this is the Paul report with your host Andrew Paul.
2: As reported, uh, what was notable about Sanders' statement that the arbitration was won in the president's favor is that Trump is not technically named in the non-disclosure agreement or the restraining order. Cohen used aliases for Trump and Clifford throughout the document that make Sanders' press briefing statements the first time in the White House, the White House acknowledged the president is a party to the efforts to keep Clifford quiet. CNN reported Trump is upset with the press secretary for her remarks and the arbitration ruling. On Wednesday, Michael... Avenatti, Clifford's attorney, responded to Sanders' comments on MSNBC's The Last Word. Any claim by the administration that Donald Trump won an arbitration is no different than me claiming that I won the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, he said, adding that it was nonsense and complete hooey. Clifford, who wants to go to public with her story, is contesting the legality of the confidentiality agreement. On Tuesday, she filed a civil suit against Trump alleging the contract she signed just days before the 2016 election is invalid because it's missing Trump's signature. The suit alleges Trump purposely did not sign the agreement so he could later, if need be, publicly disavow any knowledge of the hush agreement or the affair. Clifford also confirmed details about the supposed affair with Trump. She says she began an intimate relationship with him years before his political aspirations took shape and more than a year into his marriage to now First Lady Melania Trump. She says that it began in the summer of 2006 in Lake Tahoe and that it lasted well into 2007. The White House and Cohen, who drafted the agreement, have repeatedly denied the alleged sexual encounter and the complete alleges or in the complaint alleges Cohen used intimidation and coercive tactics to force Clifford into signing a false statement denying the extramarital affair with Trump. Avenatti told the New York Times earlier this week that he does not consider the emergency arbitration decision valid. Clifford intends to pursue the civil suit in open court. This should be decided publicly, he told the Times. Perhaps by publicly, Avenatti meant over the airwaves. On Wednesday afternoon, he tweeted a photo of himself, Clifford, and Anderson Cooper standing in front of what looks like a camera set. There's no message apart from the Twitter handles. Uh, Michael Avenatti, Stormy Daniels, Anderson Cooper, and 60 Minutes. So it looks like there may be a 60 Minutes interview coming featuring Stormy Daniels and Anderson Cooper. So, yeah, that's kind of the first bit of the poor for today, just some more interesting news coming out of the White House, and if, I feel like if this was any other president, it would be a PR nightmare, but this just seems to be another day in the life of what is the administration of President Donald J. Trump. I think moving on from one administration to another. The next topic for this is, involves former President Barack Obama and Netflix. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Former President Barack Obama is in advanced negotiations with Netflix to produce a series of high-profile shows that will provide him a global platform after his departure from the White House, according to the people familiar with the discussions. Under terms of a proposed deal which is not yet final, Netflix would pay Mr. Obama and his wife, Michelle, for an exclusive content that would be available only on the streaming service, which has nearly 118 million subscribers around the world. The number of episodes and the formats for the show have not been decided. Mr. Obama does not intend to use his Netflix show to directly respond to President Trump or conservative critics, according to the people familiar with discussions about the programming. They said the Obamas had talked about producing shows that highlight inspirational stories. But the Netflix deal, why not a direct answer to Fox News or Breitbart.com, which would give Mr. Obama an unfiltered method of communicating with the public similar to the audience he already reaches through social media, with 101 million Twitter followers and 55 million people who have liked his Facebook page president and mrs obama have always believed in the power of storytelling to inspire eric schultz a senior advisor to the former president and said on thursday throughout their lives they have lifted up stories of people whose efforts to make a difference are quietly changing the world for the better and they consider their future personal plans they continue to explore new ways to help others tell and share their stories in one possible show idea mr obama could moderate conversations on topics that dominated his presidency Healthcare, voting rights, immigration, foreign policy, climate change, and that have continued to divide a polarized American electorate during President Trump's time in office. Another program could feature Mrs. Obama on topics like nutrition that she championed in the White House. The former president and first lady could also lend their brand and their endorsement to documentaries or fictional programming on Netflix that align with their beliefs and values. It is unclear how much money the Obamas will be paid given their lack of experience in the media business. Netflix recently signed a five-year 300 million deal to lure Ryan Murphy away from 21st Century Fox, but Mr. Murphy is among the television industry's most sought-after producers. The deal is evidence that Mr. Obama, who left the White House when she was just 55 years old, intends to remain engaged in the nation's civic business, even as he studiously avoided direct clashes with Mr. Trump about his concerted efforts to roll back Mr. Obama's legacy. There's also a clear indication that the former president remains interested in the intersection of politics, technology, and media. Some of people familiar with the Netflix discussion said that executives from Apple and Amazon, which have their own streaming service, have also expressed interest in talking with Mr. Obama about content deals. The former president has maintained a low profile since leaving office. He and his wife are each writing highly anticipated memoirs, for which they will reportedly be paid more than $60 million. And Mr. Obama has been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for speeches in the United States and around the world, the Obama's rarely seen in public in Washington while where they still live. Mr. Obama has long expressed concerns about how the flow of information and misinformation has the power to shape public opinion. In the last several months, Mr. Obama has discussed with technology executives and wealthy investors the threats to American democracy from the manipulation of the news. He has seethed privately and publicly about What he says is the manipulation of news by conservative outlets and the fractured delivery of information in the internet age. In several recent public appearances during the last several months, the former president hinted at his frustrations with the way conservative news outlets have shaped people's perceptions about the divisive 2016 campaign and the issues he cares about. If you watch Fox News, you are living on a different planet than you are if you're listening to NPR. Mr. Obama told David Letterman in an interview broadcast in January for the comedian's first Netflix program. Last December, at a forum in New Delhi, Mr. Obama conceded that if I watch Fox Nude, I wouldn't vote for me. I would watch it and say, who is that guy? Evidence began to emerge while Mr. Obama was president that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube were being used to spread false information about candidates and issues. Social media's impact on society began even clearer last month when the special counsel Robert S. Mueller III indicated, indicted 13 Russians and three companies that had used social media companies to undermine democracy in the United States and push voters to reject Hillary Clinton. As the election came to a close, Mr. Obama told the New Yorker and the new media landscape had made it possible for large swaths of the country to ignore facts. Everything is true and nothing is true, he complained. He later personally scolded Facebook's chief executive for saying it was crazy to think the social network influenced the election. For Netflix, securing the Obama programming is a part of the company's broader search for original content in the streaming service competes for viewers with HBO, Apple, Amazon, and the traditional broadcast networks. Netflix has said it could spend as much as $8 billion on content this year. It has been paying top dollar for original programming like its hit Stranger Things and the documentary Icarus, which won the Oscar this year for Best Documentary Feature. It would also be another coup for a company that began by distributing DVDs and is now doing deals with some of the most powerful names in entertainment. Several technology and media world's top executives have been close Advertisers and donors to Mr. Obama over the years, including John Doerr and Reed Hoffman, the Silicon Valley venture capitalist, and Jeffrey Katzenberg, the entertainment executive. But Mr. Obama has particularly close ties to Ted Sarandos, Netflix's chief content officer. Mrs. Sarandos is married to Nicole A. Avant, an activist who served as Mr. Obama's ambassador to the Bahamas, and Reed Hastings, the chief executive of Netflix, who was close to Mr. Obama while he was president and attended at state dinners. A spokesman for Netflix declined to comment about any discussion with the former president and his wife. Some of the biggest media companies over the, on the internet like BuzzFeed and Vice have embraced politically-themed programming, even as if they had recently seen the growth flatline and shifts in the digital advertising and distribution landscape. Political news startups like the website Axios and the podcast Pod Saves America, hosted by former Obama officials, have connected with audiences that are eager for scoops, analysis, and opinion. The deal between Netflix and Mr. Obama would be a modern media twist on an approach that former politicians have tried in the past. Al Gore, the former vice president, created a new cable network after losing the presidency to George W. Bush in 2000. Mr. Gore and Joel Hyatt, a businessman and democratic activist, purchased a small cable company in 2004, eventually renaming it Current TV and positioning it as independent voice in the political debate. The network expanded its presence on cable and satellite networks and changed format several times during the next eight years, at one point providing a home for Keith Olbermann, an outspoken liberal and former host at MSNBC. In 2013, Mr. Gore and Mr. Hyatt sold their company to the Al Jazeera Media Network, which shut down the current TV channel. Mr. Obama's approach is less of a direct challenge to the existing news establishment, but he's embracing the streaming service that have become a direct threat to the cable and network television infrastructure, Especially among younger viewers. So, interesting news coming to Netflix in the not too distant future. That's exciting. And then going from Obama to his vice president, Biden aides prepping for a 2020 run. Red meat, we crave
3: sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my
4: ant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mic though yeah the pelfa had it on the mic this
5: was like the first time that uh foodies has come up to your neck of the woods so right. thanks for hosting us yeah tonight. it
2: was great to have you guys up here thanks. it's We also had
5: some good pizza you had some good suggestions shout there. out to you for making
6: that drive like every two weeks by the way <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> like for
5: real we've decided that ap loves this podcast the most because he drives the farthest he yeah totally <laughs> it's-
2: it's
1: not uh, too bad in the morning. It's, no, I'd actually, I bet that'd probably be a, an easier drive I'm not in the looking morning. forward
5: to this one tonight. This one's going to be a long one. It's long a dark. I got to teach in the morning.
1: It'll actually only be about an hour okay. of a drive because traffic's going to be so much less. Right. So, you know,
5: all right, it, all right. it
1: won't be that bad.
5: Well, yeah, we're happy to be here. Thanks for hosting. So, man,
1: AP, you're like, we're doing this thing. We're going to get together. We're going to watch the Oscars. And I was like, fuck. We also have another thing we have to do, and actually, it also drops today on Pi Day. We'll get to that. I love that. Uh, our Age of Ultron review for the Road to Infinity War exclusively on Patreon. You got to give us three bucks. You give us three bucks on the Patreon, you get the exclusive content like the Road to Infinity War. And uh, we just reviewed Age of Ultron, so we just got that done earlier in the
2: night yes. at your place. Like right before cameras rolled on the Oscars.
5: Yeah, it was the Oscar pre-show, the red carpet.
2: Yeah, Which
1: we originally planned to do like an actual Oscars pre-show episode, but...
5: We did, but we were running... Food
2: became out of time. more important because yeah, it we was delicious. To eat.
5: And we, we did actually did something fun today. Nate did a blind taste testing of our pizza selection. I think I did never... you ever... Did we
7: determine which
5: slice, yeah. which pizza you yeah, like better? To... Was it Luminati's?
1: Yeah, so uh, it kind of happened like this... You know, I was like, oh, I've never had an actual Chicago deep pizza like that, like deep dish, ever. Not well. I mean, I've guess I've had Aranello's in Highland, but that's not like a Chicago-based pizza company, you know. Right. So, and
5: we don't typically order deep dish because we we usually get thin crust.
1: Totally, totally. Also true. Shout out to Monocles and House of Pizza for their mm-hmm. thin crust pizzas, I miss uh, monocles. respectively. I love Monocles so much. I'm not
5: like I I can I can jam on Monocles. It's
1: all about that sauce.
5: I like the sauce. It's nice. I mean, Nate has like a fucking ketchup bottle filled with it in his fridge. No, Monocle it's actually sauce. a Monocles bottle. I know. It is a Monocles <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Believe me, I know. And your dad has like gallon jugs he of He does.
1: It. He goes to Monocles and buys the court, the big ass... <laughs> Like gallon for jug for real he really does in his <laughs> fridge because we use it so much
5: i just always feel like it's so dry like it's so always overcooked to me like there's never any sauce on it and it's just like cracker thing crust well you know? it's because
1: they used to back in the day of monocles pizza have you ever had monocles probably not you're not from central illinois area of not really spent a lot of time in that region so um monocles is like a regional thing it's personally it's one of my favorite pizzas of all time it's just kind of its own thing but they have this red sauce you even work there right yeah i did and i have <laughs> i have stories it's technically like french dressing but different thicker a little creamier i guess and they call it sweet and tart and you actually put it on your pizza it's really or good. Like, dip it. Or dip it. It's really it's, it's weird because you wouldn't expect something like that to go on pizza and then
2: you eat it, and you're like, oh my God, this is heaven. Can it's I have really like... Good. But it's only good on thin pizza. You Correct.
1: You couldn't put it on a thick crust. I you? have, but it's different because the the, the breadiness of it. the crust makes it different. And then you're just tasting like heavy, like monocle sauce in a weird way. But yeah, I also worked there. That is very true. <laughs> um, this is the first job I ever got fired from.
5: Oh, damn. And it was and you're still n- shouting them out as the best. And
1: crazy story, it had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. My manager was fucking around one night, and um, because he wasn't taking his job seriously, we ended up being there till 2 in the morning. They said it was my fault because I wasn't doing the dishes, which is entirely not true. So the head manager was just like, oh, well, you're the new guy. You'd only been here for, I'd only been there like two months at that point. Oh. So they just cut me. It was like, whatever. And I was like fucking 15 or something. I don't give a shit. Right. You know, I'm not a pizza guy, but man, you learned so much there. I loved eating like the freshly cooked bread because they used to do it at Monocles. They would roll the dough out the day before Mm -hmm. on everything. So you'd have an entire roll of all your breadsticks from one day before that would sit a whole 24 hours before use. That would let the dough really just, breathe. Was it all
5: pre-made shit or was it all no, homemade? No,
1: homemade. You put That's your cool. mix in. You'd have a dough team that would run the dough in the morning. Every, they would come in. They had the recipes down and everything. You knew how many pans to run and whatnot.
2: It's yeah, a big kitchen. Um,
1: it, it's a big back room, yeah, it's, and it's really neat back there. But um, So the stuff would sit for 24 hours before it would be used, so it was like perfect when it was cooked. Now they use it as soon as they make it, like day of they're using it. And that's what they call a white top. You used to only get a white top if monocles ran out of pizzas. Like, they'd have to make dough that night, like, in the middle of every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So they
5: didn't have time to, like, rise or whatever. And or then na-
1: that... now whoever they have it that's running, it doesn't give that much of a fuck. So they always have white tops because they're too lazy to set up a dough team for the day before. Hmm. So Sad. it changed. It totally changed it. But today we did this cool taste test.
2: Right. We had a order. I went and picked up Giordano's and Luminati's, which is two pretty big Chicago staples of pizzas and usually if you're from the area you're either for one or for the other or for one of the other ones that are out there you can't be both right so people pick sides; they're pretty adamant about that it's like sports teams
5: Hmm. yeah you're either into Illuminati's you're either into Gino's or Gino's East or you're either into Giordano's yeah Yeah, and I've still not tried Gino's East I've had Gino's East it's good
2: it's different I think because it's like corn Mm -hmm. crust or corn meal crust or something yeah
5: their crust is good I like the crust But like I said, I'm not a deep dish person. I like thin crust.
1: So you guys A-B'd the plates and I didn't have any clue what was going on. Yeah, I put
5: an A on Luminati's and I put a little B on Giordano's. And then I gave you a plate with an A and a B and then you had to blind taste test it. Right,
2: and you actually guessed what they were wrong when you decided which one you liked more. Correct, because yeah. So, I, what was your decision? Well, I thought it was Giordano,
1: Giordano's, but it was actually Lou Malnati's. It was that A, was your favorite pizza. A yes, I absolutely loved the tomatoiness of the sauce. Like they use like real crushed tomato. Yeah.
6: I fucking love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Like the cheese was really nice. Like all the flavors were good. Does Lou Malnati's have that buttery crust you was talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the shit right there. Like I was all about that life. Um, so yeah, I was really grateful that that was a thing we could do because uh experiencing like that for the first time now I know I'm a lumal naughtis guy yeah. we'll have to go back um let's move into oh yeah, you made a drink for today dude i
2: did I was trying to th- I was trying to think about this for a few days trying to figure out what ingredients I had and what I needed to pick up and I was thinking I was like Oh, a, like a blue drink for the shape of water would be kind of interesting. And I actually circled back, but we'll get to that later. The drink of water. The drink of water.
1: <laughs> That's what it was.
2: <laughs> Just It was a blue curacao, a raspberry vodka, some Sprite, some lime juice, Bourbon. and a little bit of rum. Rum. I, I put I the rum seven in. Up. Um, Oh, yeah. It was sort of a little alcoholic, but it was delicious. And yeah. threw a couple blueberries in there for me- good measure. And then you... Doctored up a little bit your way, adding some more lime.
1: I wanted to kind of play on the recipe a little bit, and you said you were like, "I was trying to get that color of the water," and I was like, For the "Okay, shape of water." Okay, Since I'll, this is an Oscar party. All right, I I I'll, I'll play with some watercolors. So I did it kind of in the more of the image of like what I saw it as, and I thought it was all right. I think that yours was better by like a different reason because it was a little more alcoholic. And the flavors were kind of crisper. I don't know. I don't. know. What did you guys think of the mixed drinks? I think,
2: I think they were both good. The drink of water. Drink of water. Yeah. I it thought was... they were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I'm not a big drinker, but um, when I do, I like to drink free shit, and then I, I liked that.
2: Yeah. I wanted. I wanted to get to be layers of, like blue and green <laughs> because of shape of water. There was a lot of blue and green. It would have been kind of and...
5: nice to have a little drop of like grenadine. You could have made him like shark bites. Oh, mm-hmm. his bloody
2: fingers. <laughs> yeah. I
5: had... Like, grenadine would have cut through that. And I had like grenadine sealed. in my
2: cart, and I put it back. I should have got oh, it. damn. damn.
5: Always go for the grenadine when you get that, the blue shit. Yeah.
1: When in doubt, grenadine it out. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. That's
2: so not like really Lime juice thing. grenadine. I'm like, I'm just going to get lime juice. It's fine.
1: Totally going to divert for a second, because I brought a bag of Szechuan sauce from McDonald's.
5: Yeah, so oh, I, I, I discovered were... that on the table. I was like, why is there a bag full of, like, 20 Szechuan sauces from McDonald's? It's only 10. Mm. I thought there were
2: packets. What? I thought they were packets. let well, check it out. Look. Yeah, that's what do you mean I thought like wasn't the original draft batch of them packets? No, they're the always same. it was always that. How much it was
5: you spend good? on those sauces?
1: Uh, three dollars and twenty one cents for twelve packets.
5: You got 12 it was sessions. crazy too because I thought, I thought they, they were free.
1: No, 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 no. I was gonna buy nuggets and then I forgot on the first day that it came out, so I went back the next day to McDonald's just to buy the sauce. Just and boring. you Is this would, sauce your jam. You know, it's different. I like it. It's the Szechuan sauce, kind of teriyaki-y, a little soy you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the packaging of it, though. It's really vibrant. It's not the Rick and Morty packaging because they had, like, the Rick and Morty package. that had their faces actually mm-hmm. on the sauce. That was the ultra-limited run. They're rare as fuck. But you would have never guessed how hard it was to get 12 Szechuan sauces from a McDonald's because I rolled through the drive-thru, and I was like, hey, can I just get, like, you guys got the Szechuan sauce? Lady on the things like yeah i got the sau sauce um do you want to order anything and i was like uh i'll just you know what can i just how much is a sauce It's was gonna be like 25 cents and i was like yeah, I'll just go with 12 sauces. We'll spend three bucks. She's like, 321, pull around. I sat for like four and a half minutes. Three different people came to the window like, what did you order? The Szechuan? You want this Coke? No, I didn't order a Coke. I want fucking Szechuan sauce. <laughs> give me the fucking... It's 12 sauces. You count to fucking 12. You put them in the bag. You hand them to me. It's not that hard. And it was hard. We're gonna, We're fuck, gonna fuck, fuck the of in the...
6: Like I don't give a fuck about Sensi. I don't give a shit about like all the fucking. Sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm alright. Please don't. Wrong, down the wrong pipe. We're good. Don't, don't... die. <laughs> yeah, that's my advice. Don't die. Please, please. But like don't I, die. I can't. Uh, I mean, cool, good. You're hopefully making money off that shit, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta. Stop trying to advertise your shit to me. I. I yeah. Yeah, she. I don't
4: think I haven't gotten anything from her in forever, so I think she just stopped sending it to me. But it's cool. I'm not gonna buy that. I don't wear that kind of jewelry. Before I anyway, get so. before
7: I get really deep, what we got going on in the comments? I see a big string. Nothing. Is really. that all, Nate?
6: Yeah, it's Nate Phillips. He says I don't know that gal. Sorry.
5: Different guy. My bad. Man. Different
6: guy.
7: Different Nate.
5: Phillips. Okay. Sure. Ooh, no, I'm thinking about Roberts.
7: So our our prison system. Our prison system. The majority of major prisons in the U.S., so I'm saying larger than your local jails and whatnot, Mm -hmm. are privately owned, much like most of our hospitals in the United States are privately owned. That's why health prices are so expensive because hospitals and health organizations lobby to the government so they don't impose regulations on them so they can keep their prices really high and charge us, you know, three hundred and fifty dollars for a seventeen cent bag of saline. I think I talked about this on my uh, inaugural episode of Podcaster. Yeah, you did. So you, you went right into it. Right too, like, into it. Right out the
6: gates, I introduced you, I, and you're just like, "I'm going to talk about the healthcare system. I want. I want to burn the
7: healthcare <laughs> system down." But. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, it fucking sucks. How do you so, feel about Obamacare? I'm sorry to cut you off. Globalized healthcare is not is not the answer. I'm I'm sorry if that's the answer that everybody thinks is going to solve all of our problems as far as healthcare in the United States. Uh, that's that's not the answer. The answer is making it affordable, not free. Because we as people should work and earn the right to do what we need to do, not just have it given to us. I agree with you. When you have when you have people. Who worked 20 years for the military? My dad is a perfect example. They, in my mind, are entitled to health care. We, as yeah. if you are a citizen of, this, of the United States, you are entitled to health care, but it is not free. It should be paid for. This is capitalism. We pay for everything. Nothing is free, yeah. nothing in life is free. To so, me,
6: like if you're a veteran or part of the armed services, you're more than a citizen. So and I don't you, disagree. And you've you've earned.
7: But anybody that wants globalized free health care, look at the VA. Look at the history of the VA over the last twenty five years. Just just do the last twenty five years. It's been complete shit. And look at the amount of people that have died on waiting lists. Yeah, waiting for health care in that system. And mm-hmm. that is what we as a society will have if that's the way that we go. Because our government are overlords and we are property of the United States government we are not citizens that's a topic for another time prisons so <laughs> yeah the people the families and the organizations that own the majority of prisons in the United States get our government subsidized so mm-hmm. you're a warden or the or the family that owns a prison builds this this huge facility to house these inmates Take these criminals off the streets. Me, the United States government, says, well, if you have this many inmates, I will give you this much dollars a month to take care of them. The more inmates you have, the more money you get. Well, any business in the world figures out how to do things cheaper and cheaper. So you give the inmates exactly what they need, three meals a day, a place to sleep, whatever, what have you. I've never been in a prison. So I can't, me I don't I personally either. I personally don't give a shit about the treatment of inmates and, and that's what I'm going to get into that's the negative part of it but so w- w- the government gives these prison systems all this money to take care of these inmates and then the more inmates they have the more money they get and they keep packing them in and packing them in and they and then they do expansions on the prisons and they get bigger and bigger And then they become these maximum security complexes where they are literally raking in millions of dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And those families are pocketing it. Yeah. And people that are in prison for smoking a plant, which is not an issue anyway, are in there making this family money just because they smoked a plant. And that's fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. When you have people who murder other people. Are you ready for that zombie dust now? Yeah, I'm sure now, ready. Can you handle it this time? No, you know,
8: <laughs> yes,
2: I'm pretty sure I can handle it.
7: <laughs> so the way, the way that I look at it, if I come into your house and I steal shit from you, number one, I believe you have the right to shoot me in the fucking face. If, yeah. I, if I am posing a threat to you, whether that's taking your personal property, shit that you have worked and earned for, or I am in the, the position where I can do you or the people you care about harm... You have the right to shoot me in the face, and luckily we, we, wish we more live in a state where like we can you. do that. But
6: so people, I bet a regular criminal that does that is not like totally on board with the whole shooting of the face thing. Well,
7: fuck you, get shot in the face. But <laughs> I, uh, I'm
6: gonna come in here, but you better don't shoot not me. me, pal. You, you better not don't shoot me. me. But if so, you do,
7: there's gonna be heck. So the way the way that I look at it, <laughs> theft is obviously a crime. Yes. There's no reason that someone who is a thief should be in prison for their entire life. Right. That is stupid. Teach, teach somebody how to be accountable for their actions, rehabilitate them, say, hey, you can't take shit from other people. You need to earn it for yourself. Show us that you've learned this. Get out of here. Yes. Now I'm, I'm getting into the harder ones, the ones that are actual criminals in my mind. If you murder someone else whether it's premeditated, out of a fit of rage, whatever.
6: Eye for an eye, you take a life, you give a life.
7: Well, right. That's how I feel. I agree, but that's not where I was going with for that one. So that's an actual criminal in my mind. Yeah. If you touch a little kid, if you rape a woman, if you rape a man, anything, it doesn't matter.
6: And you know, to an extent, that's still... You take a life and and you that's, give a life. I was going to continue that. You rape someone or you you take someone's innocence. That's that's their life, right? You change someone; they're not the same person well, anymore.
7: Yeah, and and it's not it's not just something that they have to think about for the rest of their life. It actually alters their brain chemistry yes. because it is mental and physical trauma, and it's something that they have to deal with their whole life. That is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So. You go back 100 years in the late 1800s, we were still hanging people in the street. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay? So, we got into... The we, right we, circumstances, at, I'm okay with at that. At the turn Agreed. of the century, we came into this, um, I, I want to say awakening. I think that's the way that I'm going to put it, where people who are criminals... Are still people. I'm they they sorry. still have rights. So if you commit a fe- uh, commit a felony in the United States, you can't vote, you can't buy a gun. There, there's all this shit that you can't do, but you still g- you still get to continue to live. Yeah. So if I molest a child tomorrow and I get convicted of it, I'm gonna get put away for, let's say seven to ten years. It's the Dr. Phil that I talked about last week. Yeah. So I get to be put away for seven to ten years, and then I get to be put on a sex sex offenders registry list, and then I get to live the rest of my miserable life out. Whoever I harmed has to live the rest of their lives out just as miserable, if not more than me, and they never did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So they are getting the same treatment as the criminal. But during that seven to ten years, we as taxpayers are paying for that person to get three fucking meals a day. And and a lot of times now, it's inhumane to put a sex offender with the regular gen pop. Fuck because, because they're going to get fucking Because the, there's they the risk that they're going to yeah, get they raped, they're going to get killed, they're going to get beat, the whole shebang. <clears throat> because it's inhumane to treat another person like that. And that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Those people, if you touch a fucking little kid, I'm gonna look at the camera. If you fucking touch a little kid, you should be hung in the fucking street. So everybody yeah. else that sees, they're like, hey, maybe I shouldn't touch little kids. And then we're back to teaching accountability. Yeah. You're accountable for your actions. You make a mistake, you have to pay the price. Mm hmm. Bam. Done. If you want change in America, you have to take power away from the politicians. <laughs>
6: Yeah, for sure.
7: This nation was founded with the power of the people, not the power of the kings. And right now, we live in the land of the power of the kings, and it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the kings are giving money to people who are keeping criminals, who are ruining people's lives and being let back out on the street. And I'm not fucking okay with that. Yeah. I mean, just
6: like a year or two ago there was that one dude who uh he basically he raped a chick and then he got like 6 to 7 months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh Brock Turner? Yes. Yes, no, yeah. Oh, the got the swimmer, right? He only yep. ended
4: up doing 3 months. Good luck.
0: Guys, Nintendo Direct uh, was just a few days ago. Of course, uh, as you, you're listening to this, it's been like a week. So Mike watched it. I watched it this morning as well, and actually watched most of it again with Mike. Not a lot of stuff here was like all that surprising.
9: It's It, it really goes back to the Nintendo style, where they just put out random stuff. Mm-hmm. Like random, weird, odd games. You know, that's cool and all, but... There was mentions of some big titles.
0: Weird, you know. Uh, some people are actually complaining. It's like, oh, we're getting our ports. It's like, well, it's kind of coming in a, like a like a year later, or, or a couple years late into this cycle. And I, I, I tell you what, guys, well, the reason why you guys are getting ports is because they want to see how much how much do people even care about our titles over here, right? You know, this is them. You know, putting their, dip, dipping their foot in the water. You know, South Park uh, fracture but hole. Okay, uh, they don't have to put. They don't have to bring that game over. Right. They, they, but this is Ubisoft going. See how it sells, and if it sells well, maybe we'll put the other one over here, and maybe, then maybe we'll get a new IP over here. Maybe a newer game we're putting over here. Maybe we'll put it over here on the Switch. It's all. It's it's that because the Dark Souls thing is that is from software going,
9: yeah, maybe. Let's see how it goes. So the good thing is, is it's not as difficult to transfer over. I mean, yeah, and that, yes. and that helps a lot because whenever you're not putting a whole lot of resources into it, if you do sell half a million copies or something, it's like that's we still made our money. It's you know?
1: more profit, it's,
0: it's exactly. More profit. So exactly. Like, I
9: see where they're at on that standpoint.
1: Um,
0: I, in fact, I even saw where the people who ported Skyrim to the to the Switch, which I've been playing Skyrim on the Switch, it's fucking awesome. Right. You know. It's still Skyrim. It's it's still buggy, but if anybody who's a fan of Skyrim or Bethesda, you've you've pretty much resigned yourself to their games being buggy as shit.
9: I mean, you think about the the vastness of each environment mm-hmm. and to make that smooth and no yeah. bugs. Good oh, luck.
0: Yeah. I've had a few little small hiccups, uh, where stuff didn't render in right, but
9: stuff randomly falling out of the sky. You haven't had that yet. I haven't had that yet. Yeah, and on the original he just randomly was sitting there and (laughs) they're cow fall out of the sky like huh cool all right and you just keep going weird weather today
0: (laughs) (laughs) weird weather today um yeah no uh so the guys that did that have said that they have approached capcom saying we want to port monster hunter World to the switch
9: that'd be interesting
0: um so i i don't know if they're going to take them up on that
9: i don't know how i feel about that
0: but We'll see. We'll definitely see. I, personally, I want to see that uh, that little chibi, v- chibi-ized version of FF15 go over there. Yeah. I, I want to see that go over to the Switch because I-, I think it might actually have a life there, either where you can play it with the tap screen or you could yeah. play it with some buttons, um, and where you get the whole story. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you know what? I- I've actually I-, I had a nice long talk with our friend uh, Matt Klaus. Um, and he was talking about you know, like how the PC version—they've been making a lot of changes. They've been adding cutscenes. They've been doing so many things to where you can get the whole story. And there are DLC plans for FF15 are going well into 2019. Wow. Uh, basically, I guess what it was is that when they're making 15, they said we want to kind of make a thing where we release this game in like different chapters. It's like you get this part and then you get this part and then this part. But they wanted the game chapters to be big. You know, like a yeah. full-size game. But unfortunately, when they were getting down to it, it, it just wasn't going to be that. So then they decided to go, all right, let's scale it back, bring it back in. And then when they released the game, they always intended to try, uh, you know, expand it and, and do more stuff. But when they realized that the sales were kind of was, was lacking off and the criticisms that people had about the story yeah. and how it just, it doesn't flow. And you, there's more, st- you have to go watch a movie. You, it's you, fragmented. Yes. So their goal was, you know what? Scrap the other stuff that we wanted to expand. And let's focus on making, Do I'm, I'm basically finishing this and making this, uh, by the time we're done, a more cohesive thing. Right. So that is awesome that they listened. Uh, but I, I want that Chibi-Eyes version for the Switch. Wait, what other ports did they say? Okay, so we're getting... A, Are uh, we going to
9: wait for the big one?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because I got stuff to say about that.
9: There's some ports for the 3DS.
0: Yeah, uh, well, we're getting a remake of Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. So you can have both Luigi's Mansions on like the 3DS. That's kind of cool. That's neat. I mean, um, Luigi's Mansion is awesome. So. The,
9: oh. Okani? Okami. Okami. Yeah, Okami HD Okami. is coming to
0: the Switch. Uh, of course, that came out originally on the PS2, and then it got a, it got a Wii release, and then eventually it did come back to PS3, PS4. So I mean, it's cool. I really like the art style in that game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nothing to like like say, "Oh my god, that game's coming to the Switch." But if you never played it before, yeah. meh, good you know, good chance to pick it up. We are getting uh, Captain Toad, tra- you know, Treasure yep. Tracker, another Wii U title. I swear they're gonna bring every single Nintendo Wii U game over.
9: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the Wii U just did not do hardly
0: yeah, anything. No. Uh, what I'm thinking is, though, is that they're waiting on Mario Maker because they have a 3DS version out. Mm-hmm. And if that ever gets to a point where they're going to like start scaling back to 3DS, that's where we get Mario Maker. Yeah. Uh, for the Switch, I guarantee you, because you, there's no reason not to with the touchscreen and everything. Right. Man, I'm trying to think of what else. And I'm you thinking.
9: could still use the Joy Cons. Yes, to yes, yes. So it'd be it'd be neat. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I would. I mean, I loved Mario Maker. That was like a highlight of the Wii U for me. Right. Because Mario Maker.
9: We got a... I mean, we're we're we still on remakes. Because uh, there's not, there's a couple other ones, but they're just very. I don't think there is actually. I think we've got about covered them all.
0: I mean, okay, well, so so they're doing like a new Mario Tennis, and they go and they yeah. said bef- they said before they're going to focus a lot on Mario Tennis, and I I've never been a huge Mario Tennis dude, but like I was sort of impressed with all the different. It's not just a tennis game; it's like a tennis game with all these different over-the-top things, right? Uh, to make it fun, I it really seems like the game would be fun as shit to play, uh, not for sixty bucks. Yeah, not for sixty, but. I mean, hell yeah, if if someone's like, hey, man, I got this game on the marketplace for 20 bucks,"
9: mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Because, like, uh, even in GTA V, I played a lot of tennis in that game. Because it's just something to do. Right. And then, it, I, I, I'm i one of those guys that, like, if I'm entertained by something, I will sit there and do it for hours. Right. So, next thing, here I am, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in there. And I, I, and I did this on Red Dead 2 with the poker. We're like, I'm like, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to do these missions. I'm going to advance the story. And then I just play poker. For right, hours, and then I just played tennis for hours. <laughs> so we got animals trying to get into other people's rooms.
9: Yep, that's normal.
0: Anyhow, oh man, uh, so we have a They they're doing like an arms tournament. Uh, yep. So there's that thing.
9: They announced the Splatoon.
0: The platoon thing. Uh, Octoback tra- uh, traveler has a date. It has a release date of. of, of we got a lot of release dates. We did. Uh, Hyrule Warriors is in May. Of course, they also they they have some add on stuff for uh, for Kirby that's coming out should be out this week as we as you guys are hearing this it, yeah it, if it, it might be out tomorrow if you guys listen this day one um yeah we got some release dates Octoback Traveler they they showed some more jobs show some more stuff that you can do in that game uh, that's they showed out. some more characters yes exactly
9: and then they also showed the uh, dual job mm-hmm. they're going to do a dual job system which cool yeah. I mean, it's...
0: And, of course, the big one. Of course, they had the big uh, Splatoon DLC, and that bled into...
9: Which is Story. Yes, it, yes, It is it, Story.
0: Story DLC, which is different. Smash Brothers.
9: The one we've been predicting.
0: Now, here's the thing. I just read something the other day. There's conjecture that this is a brand-new Smash Brothers game. It's not, a, it's not a port.
9: You think so? That's soon? That's very surprising. It
0: is soon. But here's the thing. I have no doubt that it has been in development since the other one was released. Right, they went right to work on another one. Uh, they were there was no more support and more DLC for the other one. That's all done uh, for this for the Wii U because Wii U is dead. Uh, and then, the, then you have the 3DS version <gasps> that one's still alive uh, and going. Uh, I I don't know how well the community is. Yeah, uh, I don't know either. Now. There was conjecture that this is going to be a brand new Smash game, a new entry entirely, not just a port of, uh, of of the old one. So, um, we shall see. Yeah, we I, I mean, will. I can definitely see it because it's been quite a few years uh, since the last one. It doesn't seem like it, but it has
9: been about three, right?
0: Uh, three, it, it'll be three. And by the time that comes out, see that Smash Brothers came out in 2015. Yes, so, what, what was it? 14.
9: You're right. Thank you right.
0: I'll look it up real quick. That sounded juicy.
9: It was. <laughs> oh, I hate I hate allergy season. It's murder. Literally.
0: It's all getting into your system. No, yeah, they came out 14, so by the time this releases cuz they said the new the new Smash Brothers said 2018. So it would in 4 years. Yeah, that makes sense. So it like it's you know it doesn't seem like it because of how long they supported it, right? Like with DLCs and new characters, and they kept it going.
9: then um, they threw it on the 3DS, and
0: well, it actually can't, it actually simultaneously released. Yes, right. So, like,
9: which is that's new.
0: That was awesome that they did that. It's cool I mean, because I mean, uh, you could uh, I, I want to say you could even like connect the two yeah. games together and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. That was really cool. It was neat. But no, uh, we said that they needed a big game. For this year for, for for the fall
9: there it is that's it
0: because they already played the Zelda card they are they already played the Mario card they're playing the Metroid card but it's a little bit different because it's being uh, developed by somebody else Right. and Metroid as much as I like Metroid it's not Zelda it's not Mario it's not going to move those numbers unless you get another um, like a big hit like you did with the original Prime where it was like it came out and people were like oh another Metroid and they're like oh wait this is different and it set it off on a whole new thing. I did. So
9: I'm really anxious to see how they do it. Same, because it's always had a lock-on system mm-hmm. with Prime. I wonder if they're going to go more open.
0: Well, because of how how much and how how farther uh, FPSs have yep. gone and developed.
9: It might be able to pull that in this time.
0: Nine. Right. So well, I mean, we'll definitely see, but because uh, we don't know for sure if Metroid's releasing this year. Um, there 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 have been rumors, but since I they, were, they threw
9: a date, I don't, uh, uh, not a date, but a a year. I don't remember. I thought it was late 2018.
0: Uh, it it it's quite possible. Let's find out. Uh, but Nintendo, it, I guarantee you that I guarantee you Smash Brothers is going to come out this year, and that we'll see more at E3.
10: I don't know the name of who posted this, but I do know the review is about this liquid silicone dildo, huge black, 12 inch thick, realistic suction cup, waterproof dildo. That is the title. (laughs) (laughs) It
3: sounds like a wish.
10: (laughs) 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 Gag gift. (laughs) Everything was a gag gift.
3: I mean, it is really big
10: so. This thing almost killed my grandma. Oh god.
3: I remember now. Yes.
10: (laughs) Okay first off this thing is huge. I didn't realize it when ordering but when everyone left the house one day I decided to give it the old college try. The suction cup works well. I had it stuck to my bedroom door. Okay, so when trying to use this, it was really big and awkward. I was trying to back against it slowly, letting my butthole adjust to the massive width. I had my iPod listening to Eye of the Tiger trying to get pumped for this whole thing. Well, I didn't hear my grandmother come home early, and apparently I was making some noise rocking back and forth on this mega dong mounted to the door and singing along with to the theme song to Rocky. Oh, Pat... I'm... Okay, so we took a little break because our food arrived.
3: I don't know if you heard the doorbell, but maybe you did. (laughs) Um, So we are now stuffed to the fucking gills of Chinese food, um, Mm -hmm. including those amazing little donuts that are probably not like Chinese. They're just a thing that they do, but they're so good.
10: Yeah, so good. We're talking about how stuffed we are, and we both keep eyeing them. I'm
3: closing it like officially. <laughs> we have to stop eating. <laughs> right.
10: or, or this podcast will just it
3: never, will be never get
10: done. No, we're just going to roll over in our chairs.
3: I'm going to um, Violet Beauregard out to my car to go home. <laughs> <laughs> While the Oompa Loompas sing a song about gluttony or something. Um. <laughs> Oh, Do you want to continue your giant black dildo review? <laughs> yes.
10: I believe we left off. He was singing the... Th- he or she? I don't know. They? Whoever they are, yeah. They have... They are singing the theme song to Rocky. Okay. I just realized... I had this whole picture. I don't picture. remember <clears throat> if they declare
3: a gender They
10: in don't. No. Nope. They don't. I'm imagining both. I'm imagining everything right now.
3: Which one would be more Mm -hmm. shocking?
10: With a grandma. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, my grandma comes to investigate and jerks the door open, which snatched the toy out of my butt, bringing my sphincter with it. My grandmother freaks and slams the door, which power drives this thing up my anus all the way to the base. (gasps) Ow. <gasps> I'm screaming in pain, and my grandmother is yelling, holding her chest. Next thing I know, she collapses. So there I am with a bleeding, prolapsed butthole, and my grandma is on the floor. I'm in so much pain, and I'm freaking out, worrying that I've killed her. So, <laughs> so I crawled over to her and pushed her life alert button to send the paramedics, one of which was a new guy, and when he tried, ex- when I tried explaining the story... He literally pissed on himself laughing. Anyway, they popped an, um, an ammonia capsule, which brought my grandmother back. She seems okay, but we haven't made eye contact in two weeks, and my <laughs> butt is a little worse for wear.
3: <laughs> That's like, why wouldn't you lock the door? <laughs>
10: <Right>? <laughs> Maybe it didn't have a lock. I didn't have a locker
3: room. I wouldn't put it on. I, You'd I'd have don't. a closet. Put it on that door. Nobody can jerk that motherfucker open. Right. Like, fuck. And, and then okay. at least you can, like, sort of cover yourself if somebody walks in. Right? Or and the be shower. Smart about your self time. Right? Nobody's going to walk in if they hear the shower. Mm hmm. Even if you're singing. Like, you could just be singing Eye of the Fucking Tiger and no one's gonna question it right and no one's gonna like why do you have headphones on in the shower but
10: prolapsed
3: maybe you turn yes. it on your boom box then instead of like i don't know i'm one of those people that listens to songs on repeat maybe you like to listen to eye of the tiger on repeat i don't know your life <laughs>
10: this was just bad decisions yes just in the making. bad
3: decisions all around
10: I wonder if there was ever a star rating clearly unless.
3: someone doesn't know that you're supposed to pre-stretch
10: okay we don't get to know what their star review was like and it says that it's 12 inches it looks huge
3: I'm, I'm thinking they mean 12 inches insertable which means it's actually bigger than that.
10: But it looks—it's massive.
3: It's—it—it's it, it's like half a baby.
10: I didn't realize <laughs> it when ordering, and I'm looking at the picture thinking you should have realized <laughs> right,
3: what you were doing. They have a hand on it for size, like and wow. reference.
10: <laughs> so we
3: have some much shorter reviews thank goodness <laughs> apparently you can buy uranium ore on Amazon um, and one of the reviews says essential for both terrorists and mad scientists <laughs> are you really gonna
10: eat it so <laughs> was I not sneaky about it <laughs>
3: What? Oh now you have to eat all of them.
10: Because I dropped
3: them all? Yeah, I was it, Not really, because I'll still eat them. Um, but for Tuscan whole milk, more than 1,000 reviews will convince you how special Tuscan whole milk, one gallon, 128 fluid ounce is. <laughs> <coughs> when they sound like a robot wrote them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of have you seen the oh shit what was it it was something written by a bot and not Harry Potter I can't remember was it Fifty Shades of Grey hang on talk about something else for a moment so I can google
10: I will read these gummy bear reviews oh no it was Saw oh god hmm okay Okay. I'll let you go
3: no you go for it
10: Okay, what am I... These Haribo original gummy bears. Oh, God! The (laughs) sugar-free version.
3: Specifically. So I have known about these for a while, but I just introduced Joanna to them. Not that either of us need any help um, with what these seem to be good at. No. Um... But the reviews are hilarious. So, carry on.
10: According to Amazon, customers who bought this item also bought a 90-pack of Charmin Extra Soft Toilet Paper Tissue. <laughs> That's ominous. I just, you know, I don't... Have you ever bought laxatives on Amazon? I wonder if they recommend toilet paper with it, because if so, perfect marketing strategy.
3: Let's find out. <laughs> All right. Don't go. And no, I've never bought a laxative because I've never needed one.
10: I had to get one, a few, for that colonoscopy, but I didn't have time for Amazon. That 2 days shipping just wasn't fast enough. They recommend Cottonelle wet wipes
3: and, <laughs> and
10: Viva paper towels. Baby wipes are the best.
3: <laughs> when you got God, a sensitive damn. butthole, baby wipes. Just don't flush them because they're not flushable will clog your shit up if you have a septic system. Don't do it. Oh, God. Henaway. Anyway.
10: Anyway. <laughs> I ate a nickel when I was two, but I found it shortly after eating this bag. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if
3: you haven't figured it out yet, um, they're sugar-free, which means that they're made with, like, a sweetener that's not sugar And often that means sugar alcohols, which if you've ever done a keto diet, you know, will make you shit your pants if you eat too much. And so if you go into this five pound bag thinking you're going to eat half of it, you're going to spend a good four hours on the toilet.
10: Seriously, this would be way better than like the colonoscopy prep that you have to make. Right? I mean, I would switch it for gummy bears anytime.
3: (laughs) Who needs an entire container of Miralax?
10: <laughs> with Gatorade. But, yeah. I mean, oh, I do like Gatorade. Now Not that okay. we have
3: found the Gatorade flow. Yeah. Because that shit is so good. It tastes like you're
10: eating liquid jello. I, I do love that. Ugh. I'm so glad I can drink Gatorade again.
4: It's time for Brews with Dudes.
9: Ah,
8: juicy! ISIS is all ice. about
6: oh, licking an Armpit, yeah, I got in my armpit.
4: Man. Ah, you look that just... inner, the inner. Oh, arm.
8: man, I'm about to get over ah! there and lick you the way she's after it.
4: <laughs> she might be onto something.
8: <laughs> well, Dave, you're right there. Get at it, <laughs> Dave. When it's was your not first cool zombie? To jump dust? in on a bro's action. When was my <laughs> first zombie? Yeah, dust? let's let's talk about your first zombie. Uh, I
2: wasn't. I believe it was at uh, DT Kirby's. First time I had it.
6: As I was drinking, <laughs> Isis powerfully licked the back of my arm and thrust my arm forward. You go, Dongo. <laughs> dongo, you drink that beer. Yeah, basically,
8: she God damn. On you.
2: <laughs> the first time I had zombie dust was at DT Kirby's. I remember that sorta. Uh, <laughs> One of those nights. I, it, 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 yep. Is <laughs> it a time where I just drank? You know, my, my Miller High Life. It's all I stuck to. And they're like, we have this thing called zombie dust. I'm like, I like zombies. I'll take it.
4: Did not like it. Now, I kind of like it. Hm. That's my story. I don't remember my first experience, but I do have a fun experience, and I don't actually know if I brought it up, but uh, I had gotten a case, like I picked up a whole case of it from the brewery, brought it back to Lafayette, and we're casually you know, drinking through it. It's a lot of beer, and eventually I get to a bottle that's like. Like the neck isn't filled.
8: I think I'm having deja vu.
4: And it was that way for about two of them. And I sent him a picture, like, hey, these aren't filled up all the way. And then they, so they sent, sent you a free case. A yeah. new case. they sent me a whole new case. I'm like, just for the it, fucking that's two. That's awesome. It's beautiful. I, should
8: I tell a story I've told on here before now?
4: Uh, try to tell. <laughs> try to tell one that you think is new. But if it's old, it doesn't matter.
8: Hmm. Deja vu. <laughs>
6: Good. I gotta know what this is from. Why do you keep doing this? Are you just doing it? Just doing it. Ah. Every,
4: ah. every time someone tells ah. a story that they've already told, you scream. Said, stop it. <laughs> stop making me. We're trying new but, things. Uh, on
8: with but no, my, uh, my first experience with zombie dust and to go back to the whole when bars would have it on tap and everybody rushed down uh i'd already been doing a something like brews with dudes with a couple of buddies of mine we'd go to a liquor store we'd all get a four pack or a six pack of something none of us had ever have and we would just go back to my buddies, sit in his garage and just drink beer until the odd hours of the morning because we work a second shift and right. we'd been doing it for quite some time and my one buddy who is from up north in Wisconsin, Green Bay, uh, who was getting me and my other buddy really into beer, would actually, was actually telling me about uh, like three Floyds and Zombie Dust, and he, that's one in particular. He's like, "Oh, guys, you got to try this!" And it was one of those times where the bar's like, "Hey, we got it, we got it." And he actually knew somebody <laughs> working there that gave him the heads up before they tapped it, so we were actually able to get down there and get the fresh tapped keg beers. Mm-hmm
4: it on on tap it's it's even better. oh yes.
8: hmm So it wasn't like the very first one. they were polite enough to like run a pint or two through the lines real quick to make sure you have that ultimate freshness.
4: Mm. that sounds great it was it was
8: very, very decent.
4: I believe this is going to be episode 21 yes Twenty one. This episode
6: can drink though <laughs> so I have... bet
4: we're nearing. I bet we're almost to a hundred beers. Oh man. I bet we're pretty damn close I to know,
6: it. I know Austin and I. We're continuing the streak. Of? We've been on the last three or four episodes together. Yeah, we're streaking. <laughs> 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 I think. Oh, <laughs> on that note, <laughs>
4: it's time to clean out these glasses and, and jump on to the next
6: one. It, it is in fact Snowpocalypse 2018. It is. It is. It is March, March, and it is. It is snowing. Mid March, it's snowing. Yeah. Uh, it. it it's a it's basically a whiteout out there right now. Tomorrow it'll be eighty five. Yes. So, welcome to fine. Indiana. Uh, so Dave, you've you blew me off of my from of, yeah. I did not blow you. <laughs> you blow you blew me off last week. I walked I blew away off. I literally what? Four you seconds. blew me off last week. You're like. Hey, I'll be your guest on your show, and then oh, you shit. weren't. I, I'm a dick. So I had a different David on. Oh, uh, a different
2: one. Yeah. I would just is like than interject.
6: Me? I would like to no. interject. This no. is not a gossip
4: show, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to allow you guys to Jerry Springer. one. Just sit back, sit back <laughs> oh. here, and talk shit. We're not doing it. Oh, I'm talking all the shit now. We're not doing it. That's
2: it. It'd My pants Nick. are coming off. It would
4: be. It would be Nick pants are coming off or something. Because I'm the one that has to sit here and and, and mediate it. No, don't take his shit.
2: Dave, I'm about to take my pants off and fight him. Uh,
6: (laughs) well, uh, I'm not for that. either. I don't want that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that happening. I'm sorry, I blew you off. That's okay. There we go. You had a you had
6: you had a friend. I get it. You had just one friend though. You had. (laughs) I had. I killed him. (laughs) I mean, what (laughs) guys? Let's drink more. We're
4: moving on to uh, this beer I grabbed at the Bedrock Liquors today. 18th Street Brewery's Velvet Cashmere. This must be a pale ale. We'll see. I like a good pale ale.
8: Sounds super fancy. Sounds debonair.
4: <laughs> Whoa, ho,
8: ho, ho. All right, let's give this bad boy a pour, shall You're we? You're such a fuck today, Austin.
6: <laughs> As opposed to any other day, I don't know. I was going to say, but just
8: today? Just today? Just today, I'm a piece of shit?
6: <laughs> it's not every day I get to say... Austin you're a fuck
8: <laughs> Thank you I Don't
6: say go. it every
2: time Every day I wake up <laughs> First and Just just to yourself First Just to myself Austin You're a fuck
8: That's why I love you guys
4: I think I say it Every single time I see you <laughs> At least once I agree I, I think I do <laughs> Sorry <laughs> My bad yeah,
8: Damn dude And you wonder why I get such hostile
4: I know I'm sorry Much hostile Wow Fucking
8: hostile <laughs> I have random hostilities at Nick, and he's like, "Dude, where'd that come from?" We're and starting to figure like it out.
4: Because <laughs> of shit like that.
8: Mm, that looks good.
4: You know what else looks good? What's up? The show that's going on at Jerry Lee's Pub Saturday, oh, March seventeenth, a St. Patty's Day Doom Room Bonanza featuring a Dogfish Head Tap Takeover. Holy oh. shit! That also looks good. What a well-placed commercial there. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
6: And with that commercial, I'd like to throw in a public service announcement. Tell us, tell us.
4: Can you wait your turn? I'm in the middle of my PSA. (laughs) Plug it! I'm in the
6: middle of... Plug away! I'm in the middle of
4: plugging this
8: thing. I think... Plugging service announcement. I'm having deja vu. Did somebody just interrupt Nick in the middle of something again?
6: Oh, Oh, man. Classic. Classic Brews with Dudes. I think that's Austin's (laughs)
8: catchphrase.
4: (laughs) 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 Alright, let's take a drink of this beer before I finish what I was saying. Before Dongo interrupts me again.
6: Mm. Ooh, oh my lord! That, that is interesting. That is different. Going in, it tastes like la, 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 your la, average pale ale. I am
8: lord. La, 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 la.
6: <laughs> Midway through, it it gets interesting, and then on the back end, it's it, like, oh, that's a regular beer. It, what would you? It tastes like
8: it. it wraps your tongue in velvet.
4: It th- yeah, there's that halfway through. It's, it's
8: got it just it just
6: rolls beer. right around your tongue and it just holds there while the rest. Do you get what I mean through. by the the back end is like a regular beer though? Yeah. Yeah, I, was like, I agree to that. I, I was like, oh, that's familiar. That's new. Oh, that's also familiar. This
4: tongue wrapping <laughs> sensation is really bugging me. Like, I get what you're saying, hey, but.
6: Roller like,
8: coaster. In
4: the, in the, the, the middle. Yeah. Middle, in yeah. the middle, there's a, not citrusy. A, maybe
6: it's
8: kind of like a.
4: Saison y in the very middle.
8: Uh, I'm, I'm understanding the velvet because it kind of. Yeah. It's so smooth and just. Mm-hmm. I like this. Like, makes you want to just keep drinking it. It's confusing
4: it. me that I just. Yeah, I just keep drinking <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. This is so good. What is that?
6: On? What is that flavor? I don't know what this go, is, but I'm a, go, go. I'm going to keep doing it. I like it. I'm going to keep so doing it. I can't
4: it. anymore. I'm about it. Yeah. So this is this I'm episode, getting it in
8: my mustache. I can't help it.
4: It's going to it's going to air this Saturday. Yes. The day, the night of this show. So if you're listening, then then you you're probably already coming. Is it I wonder and if how. You're, I wonder if what the ratio not, will end up being. The people that are listening to this podcast right now, and then decide because of the podcast to go to the show when they weren't going to go before. I mean, it's Ooh. more than likely going to drop be tonight might as
6: be you're nobody. listening to it. It might yeah, tonight. It's, it, it's more than likely going to drop at midnight or six AM somewhere around there in that time period, depending it's on one where, of those two. Where, <laughs> what dimension, the in. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I mean, right.
6: And then, um, so there's a good chance if. If you're like, you'll have a full 12 hours times, to make your decision. You're going to be like, whoa.
4: Maybe if I also post about it, because I've been bad about posting like when they release on Saturday. Yeah. Sometimes I do it on Sunday. I don't think I've even said anything about oh, the fuck, one that released it's Tuesday. And I haven't. Yeah. I'm going to after this, I'm going to have to post and be like, sorry. <laughs> Damn it. I'm slacking. It was a busy weekend, though. We yeah. had a lot of fun this past yeah. weekend. We all did different, respectably awesome things.